What's up, friends? This is Jenny with the Rebel Cause Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 26, 2020, and we're all been quarantined in our house for some time now. And today I want to talk to you guys about judgment and expectations that we place on other people. It's something that I see, I mean, it really occurs all the time. This is actually a problem that is just pervasive in our culture where it's really funny because I feel like we think we need all of this approval and validation for the choices that we make personally. We want everybody to approve of it and we're like so insecure about what we're doing and if it's okay and blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to other people in our lives, we have a very distinct opinion about how they should be behaving, what they should be doing, what kind of choices they should be making, what's right, what's wrong. And that's the beginning of the conversation. Right and wrong. There is no right and wrong, guys. There's no right path. There's no distinct way that things should be done. There is only your way. And if there is only your way, that would also allude to the fact that everybody else has the ability to pursue their way. What's right for them. What resonates in their own soul space. And then sometimes we'll be like, oh, they couldn't possibly be following their soul space. They're doing something so wrong or so bad or this isn't how this should be done. It is not your place to judge. How do you know? How could you possibly know if you have never walked one day in their life experience? You have no idea of the circumstances and events and situations that have accumulated to create the filter that they witness their own life experience through. You have no idea the unique formation of their own soul, their own divinity manifest as humanity. You have no idea what that looks like, what that wants. And sometimes we see people who do things that we think, oh man, that's a pretty shitty way to do that. Like, God, that's the hard way. They're going to have to learn the hard way. Maybe that's what's best for them. Maybe to have that bump in the road, to learn the hard way, is what's going to solidify that understanding in their heart and in their mind for them. And more importantly, it's their business. Their business. It has nothing to do with you. When people are trying to choose what's right for them, that's all that matters, what's right for them. You don't get to choose for them what they should be doing, what choices they should be making. There's no right or wrong, guys. There just is. There only is life experience. There's not a right way. There's not a wrong way. There's just the way that it happens. Whatever's organic, however it naturally flows into that person's experience, whatever their choices allow them to experience within that moment based off of the tools they have available to them at that time and place. Because we're all only ever doing the best we have with what the tools and information and education and knowledge we have within ourselves in that moment. 
You can't judge somebody for doing what they think is best for themselves at the time. We also have to understand that a lot of the behaviors that we see as damaging or bad, quote-unquote, a lot of those things come from intensive pain. Intensive pain where those people have not felt loved, where they have felt isolated and alone. Where they are seeking to escape their life experience because they feel so alone and so much pain. Damaging behaviors don't just come out of nowhere. Those things are procured within an individual. We have to look at what are we doing in our society that contributes to people being in that place. That is what the solution is. Not to judge them and to accuse them of doing things bad and wrong and to make them feel even worse than they already do. But to look at the infrastructure of our society and the communities that we create within that space that facilitates healing and life and love being infused into those individuals. What do those systems look like? Where can we change that? Where does that shift happen? What are the actions that you can take right now that creates change within that space? And if that's not within your heart to like have that calling or to facilitate change within that space, you don't get an opinion. You don't get to say what's right and what's wrong. If you want to be on the front lines and you want to be there helping to create that positive change that normalizes our humanity, that understands the lack of love and nurturing that these people have experienced, you get a say. You get to choose how you can better affect that space in a way that is not judgmental and accusatory, but loving and uplifting. And beyond how we look at those members of our society that we feel like, quote unquote, are broken, which they're not, they're not broken, they're suffering, totally different. Let's look at our daily relationships and the quality of our relationships and how they suffer when we place our expectations on the people in our lives. Because I'm going to break it to you guys right now if you don't understand this. Other people have no obligation to behave in a way that makes you feel comfortable, safe, happy, etc. It is your job within the relationships that you choose to engage in to decide what feels happy, safe, and comfortable for you. If it does not feel safe for you, guess what? That's where your safe boundaries come in. You choose to have limited contact with those individuals. You choose to no longer be in relationship with those individuals, but love them from afar. It's not the other person's fault for being or doing exactly who they are. It's your job to choose what's right for you and to defend that space with your own choice. That is such a great way to just pass the buck and refuse responsibility of finding your source of discontent within, figuring out what your trigger is within that relationship with that individual, and then to address that and to heal that space. But just blame it on somebody else. 
and expect them to do all of the work for you? Like, what is that saying? That's not how this works, guys. Every uncomfortable, unpleasant experience we have is an opportunity to go within and do the work ourselves. It is our own responsibility to meet those needs that we have from within. Nobody else can do that for you. Nobody else. If you are triggered, that trigger is your responsibility. That trigger is your sign that there's a wound that exists within you that needs your attention that has not yet been addressed. Maybe you were too busy at the time. Maybe you didn't have the tools you needed at the time and you stuffed that pain down inside. You didn't want to see it and it's rising back up. And it's so interesting to me how we judge others when we feel like they aren't living their lives in accordance with what's best for us. Because let's, let's face it, most of the time when we have expectations for other people, it's because it's serving us in some way. That their choices would serve us better if they made a specific kind of choice. So then we're also saying, my love for you is extraordinarily conditional as... It's a really like based off of how you show up for me and my life experience. And it doesn't matter what you want, what you need, or how you feel like your life is naturally best expressed. And at that point, it is you who is damaging their existence. You are trying to force them into a box to behave in a way that is corresponding with what makes you feel great. It makes you feel amazing. It's okay as long as you feel good if they feel like shit. It's okay to suppress them as long as you're happy. So, you know, we, we love to judge others when we feel like they aren't living in accordance with what's best for us. At that point, we're damaging them. If a relationship's unhealthy, you choose to disengage from it. You don't stay in the relationship so that you can continue to try to control the other individual or find disappointment in them and make them feel even worse than they already do. To make them feel like they're not belonging, that what they choose for them that feels right in their own soul is inherently wrong. This is why people don't trust themselves, guys. Because we're always telling other people not to trust in their own soul space and not to trust what's right for them, but to do what's right for us. When you continue to be in relationship with those individuals and force your expectations on them, you are promoting inside of them feelings of guilt, shame, of not belonging. It's far more damaging than if you simply part ways. In doing that, we're taking away from their individual beauty, their authenticity, their peace and light so that they can serve you in a better way. If you're finding yourself disappointed with the people in your life, then perhaps you should ask yourself why. Are you expecting them or accepting of them? Because there's a huge difference. This is tolerance. Tolerance says, I can accept you exactly the way you are without the need to change you, recognizing, honoring, and appreciating your unique individuality, your expression of unique authenticity, without the desire to change you, without the desire to quote-unquote 
fix you. Like, how egoic is that? To think that I can fix another person? No. We don't get to fix anybody, guys. Everybody does their own work. And it's not even your job to tell them that they're broken in the first place. So we have to be more consciously aware of how we are engaging in our relationships. Because expectations create distance. They create lack of trust, frustration, and tension. Acceptance breeds love, trust, intimacy, freedom of spirit. There is so much loneliness, sadness, and depression in this world. Maybe we should all ask ourselves if we are holding space for the people in our lives or trying to press them into a tailored role that fits your little world, your perfect narrative. Expectations are self-serving. They only promote the I in any given relationship. If we truly want depth of connection in our lives, we have to let go of the thoughts that we know what's best for other people in our lives. It is not our life to live. It is their life. You have your own. Pay attention to that. Work on that. Do the work of healing your own wounds as people trigger you, as you feel like they're not doing the right thing. Ask them, why do you have that opinion? Why do you think that what they're doing is wrong? What is it inside of you? What old dogma, what old social programs are living inside of you? Maybe they're not even yours. Maybe that's not even your belief. Maybe that is something that you are grasping onto because it's what society has told you you have to live your life by. And because you're so frustrated at the fact that you feel like you have to oblige other people's rules and dogma that you feel pissed off when you see other people trying to do it differently. Why should they get to do it their own way? Why should they get to do things that other people are not in agreement with or doesn't look socially acceptable? You got to ask yourself those questions. You got to look. This is self-awareness. To question the self. To question why do I believe what I believe? Why do I do what I do? Why do I create the choices that I create? Give the people in your life the space they need to be their truest expression of self with no judgment or expectations and see how they bloom. If you choose to stay engaged in relationship with the people in your life that you feel like are completely wrong and not doing things the way they should be doing, but you want to stay in relationship with them, then you need to back off. Back off. Give them space to be themselves, see how they bloom around you when they can trust you and they know that you're no longer judging them constantly. You know, because there's different forms of communication, guys. There's not just a communication that happens when I speak to you. There is a communication that happens within my heart resonance field, which is about eight to 10 feet outside of my body, where we have a communication that does not use words. It's the communication of the soul. And that is what we feel. We feel people's vibe. We feel their vibrational energy within that space. And often that communication speaks louder than a word could ever, ever, ever communicate to another individual. So even if you're being 
you know, sickly sweet with somebody, but inside you're feeling like they are wrong and horrible and bad, guess what message they're going to receive from you? The message they're going to most strongly receive is the one that says you're bad, you're wrong, you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're a piece of crap, you're broken. Pay attention to what energy you're emitting. Is it of love? Because that's what we're called here to do. We're not called here to judge other people. We are called here to love. Does your energy speak of love, of beauty, of kindness, of tolerance, acceptance? Because guys, we're never going to have a freaking community with one another if we don't get this. We have to understand this. And we have to be the ones who set the tone for the change. Those people do not need our permission to exist in their truth. Nobody does. You don't need anybody else's permission to live in your truth. Sometimes we just need to know that we are accepted exactly the way we are in our humanity, perfectly imperfect, without someone feeling the need to change or stifle our expansion or our sense of being. And remembering that there's no wrong way to live in this life. And it isn't our job to tell somebody else that they are doing it wrong. The only truth that will ever exist is the one found in the heart of each and every individual. And if you choose to be in communion with another soul, you better take that job seriously and you better learn what it means to safely hold space for those people in your life and truly eradicate the word that word should from your vocabulary. They should not do this. They should not do that. No. You don't get to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. And that's in reference to yourself and to others. It is not your job to tell people what they should do. And you know, I'm really seeing this a lot in the yoga community, especially my kundalini community, because it's very polarized right now. There's a lot of distension because there's a huge accusation of, you know, Yogi Bhajan, the guy who brought kundalini yoga to the States that... There was a ton of abuse, and I certainly believe it to be true. But people want to take sides, and they want to tell other people. The people who are choosing to stay in it want to tell the other people that they're wrong for wanting to leave it. And the people who want to leave it tell, want to tell the people who are wanting to stay in it, to whatever varying degree, that they are wrong for wanting to stay in it. It's none of your business. None. You do what's right for you, and you let other people do what's right for them. What is it inside of you that's triggered? Why are you hurt by somebody else's choice to do what's right for them in that situation? You clearly are have a wound that needs you to pay attention to it. Because there's nothing inside of you that would want to control or manage or tell other people what they should and shouldn't do unless you were hurt. Unless there was a wound there that needed your attention. We have to stop. Everybody gets to choose what's right for them. Everybody gets to decide. And just like maybe you want to leave and it's totally okay for you to leave, we have to give respect and honor the people who choose to do what's right for themselves and staying and vice versa. 
If you're choosing to stay and you see the people who want to leave, you have to give them grace of like being able to choose what is right for them in their life experience. Because that, at the end of the day, is all that matters, is that they're doing what's right for their own soul space, for their own heart, for their own needs in this human experience. What is going to draw them towards their highest and greatest good could be totally different than what is right for you. And it's none of your business what it looks like for them. We make our own choices for ourselves and we honor the people in our lives' ability to choose for themselves as well. It's not a one-way street. So we have to remember that. We're all human, guys. No matter how much you learn, how much you expand or evolve, how educated you think you are, how much you think you know more than other people, you'll never escape your human experience. It does not make you negative or bad because you choose to do the work of diving into your own mind, body, and heart. The mind has a need to categorize, to label, to understand groups of our experiences in life. Related to specific feelings and the memories that triggered those feelings, our programming, our dogma that we ourselves exhibit. Those memories and feelings can instigate a whole myriad of emotions within us, such as fear, grief, shame, joy, peace, pain. And those emotions are tools that help us understand how we're interpreting our human experience. They're not a opportunity to judge. We don't feel those feelings inside of us so that we can judge other people when we feel those feelings because they did something that brings those feelings up in us. No, then we realize that we're here to experience the whole spectrum of emotion. That's how we grow and expand. And that my unique individual expression of divinity is currently learning and growing and expanding through those experiences. Those experiences are not an opportunity to judge and to negate other humans for their life experience and to tell them that they're flawed or imperfect or bad or wrong. And just like you want the grace of recognizing that you're human and that you have the right to make your own choices and sometimes we're going to make mistakes or have failures, but those things are tools that help redirect us to the places where our attention should be or needs to be focused. And we all have to have them. They're an integral part of our human experience. And to try to take that away from another individual is to cripple them. It's to say, oh, you don't get to have your imperfect experiences as a human. I want to force you to do it the right way, what I perceive as the right way. Because I don't want you to hurt. That's a martyr mentality. Or I don't want you to hurt me, which is the victim mentality. And we have to learn to be the observer. We have to learn to be the observer that says, guess what? You get to have your own experience. You get to have your own life experience. And I don't get to judge that, what that looks like, you know? <clears throat> there's no bad. There's no good. There simply is. And sometimes the fastest, most linear path to our highest and greatest good is going to take us through the experiences that promotes the most growth and expansion for us that looks like the bumpy road it looks like 
the bad place. But it's not. It's purposeful. It's to elicit within us specific kinds of growth, specific kind of understanding, specific kind of knowledge. We have to stop holding other people and ourselves to unrealistic expectations because they and ourselves are inevitably going to fall short. It's imperative that we learn to meet other people and ourselves with love. Our time and energy is far better spent on working to get to the bottom of why we adopt certain behaviors and work to create positive change than beat other people up or ourselves up. You know, in our own mind, with our words, with our actions. excuse me our judgment towards other people tells them that we are the authority on how they should best show up in this time and place our judgment tells them that they are wrong and what is right for us is right for them our judgment towards others creates division and keeps others feeling unsafe in our presence unsafe it is not holding safe space And often because our judgment is likely based off of the assumptions that we make when we fill in the blanks of a story with our own narrative, our judgment isn't even based on truth, but our perception of our encounter with them or what we've heard or what we've seen, the slivers. And the judgment that you inflict on another individual is punishment for them making choices that you don't understand or approve of. We have no idea what wounded narratives are feeling their behavior. You'll never understand how their experiences have shaped their lives. Loving other people does not mean that we have to maintain a relationship with them. Just like I said before, we don't have to include people in our experience who make us feel unsafe or threaten our medicine space. But we don't have to judge them or tell a story about them that validates our narrative. We don't have to continue to isolate them by spreading that narrative and creating that witch hunt against them that isolates them further and creates less of a community for them. By telling other people, oh, they're bad, they're wrong, you shouldn't be friends with them. Or, oh, you shouldn't talk to that person because they are making some screwed up choices, you know. Let everybody make their own choice. Let everybody else come to their own opinion. Stop trying to manipulate everyone. Stop trying to validate your own narrative, your own life experience by other people being in agreement with you. We can realize and honor that we may never be a good match with another individual and honor their right to exist in their own way without your opinions about how they should look. Judgments are not currency to be exchanged in a casual conversation. They are often self-righteous accusations fueled by our own unhealed wounds. None of this is to instill guilt, guys. And this is the takeaway. I really don't want you guys to think like I'm just out here bitching you out. Like I'm that pissy mom who's getting on you. 
This is because we can't create the depth of community and connectedness and safe space for other people in our lives till we get this. This is such an important lesson. I don't want you to feel guilt about it though, like our past behavior and the way that we've operated before because we were operating off of like, you know, <clears throat> old programs, the way that we've seen other people do it for generations upon generations. This is how we've been taught to react to other people who are not in agreement with us. So we don't want to feel guilty about it. And shame is a good thing. Guilt and shame can be have really beneficial aspects because they can help us to see where our behavior needs editing, right? We don't hang on to it. We don't beat or flog ourselves with it, beat, you know, beating ourselves up constantly because we've been doing these bad things, quote unquote. No, it's just how you learned to operate this. You were doing the best that you could at the time with the information and, and things that you had available at the time. But when we know better, we do better. This allows us to reflect on our behavior and to create that positive change, to be the change we wish to see in the world. This is where real, true, deep, unconditional love comes from, guys. This is another important aspect of self-awareness that identifies how my words and actions and energy that I emit into my heart resonance that impacts other people affects them. How am I contributing to being the change that I wish to see in the world? Am I taking responsibility for my personal actions and behaviors and contribution to that space? If I'm not, this is your chance to reflect And not just to reflect, the key component is to take action. We create change in the behavior. We create change in our thoughts and our perceptions of how we engage with the other people in our lives. You can love and appreciate another individual without being in complete agreement with them. You can. Every person who's ever fought for social justice and equality and community, these are the things that keep us from that space. This is why Dr. Martin Luther King was always talking about love and what is underneath everything. Instead of focusing on the things that divide us, we have to learn to start focusing on the things that draw us together, that unite us, that creates the unity, that creates the community. This stuff is not just going to happen. It's not. And we've all been starved of our people right now, of our relationships, of our communities, of our social connectedness to the people that we love. And we're really learning to have a depth of value for what that means. So take that in this time and space when you're isolated from all of the people that you really love, who you know they're your ride or dies, they're there to protect you, they have safe space for you, they accept you exactly the way you are, and start thinking about how can I create those relationships in all of my relationships 
What is inside of me that is limiting my ability to truly connect to the person next to me, who I'm not having a lot that's in common with them, who I don't get their lifestyle? And what can I do to change that? What can I do to find the unification? What can I do to find the golden thread of connectedness that binds us all together in this incredible universal web of life? It's your job. It is your job. If you want to be the change that you wish to see in the world, if you want to be the ancestors for those who come after us that left that legacy of kindness and love and compassion, we got to step up. We have to step up, guys. Your kids are watching you. Your nieces and nephews are watching you. Your friends are watching you. Your family is watching you. Everybody's watching you. Everything you post on social media, the words that you put out there, they're watching you. The things that you say, they're listening. The emotions that you're releasing out into that heart resonance field, the judgments, the accusations, the separation, the jealousy, the competition, they feel it in your vibe. They feel your energy. Take responsibility for it. Be more consciously aware of what you're projecting and what you, what's the end result. What am I working for? What am I doing this for? And shift the behavior. Start to create the small changes that are necessary to create the unification, to create the connectedness and the loving environment that is a safe space for everybody that you encounter in your personal life experience. This is so important, guys. And I'm really passionate about it because that's what it's all about, you know? It's all about the love. At the end of the day, it's what it all boils down to. So I'm really glad I got to talk to you guys today. I know I'm a little bit late putting this podcast out, but I didn't really have time to sit down and do it properly yesterday. I wanted to make sure that it was right. Um, And that I had the time to like just do it in my little peaceful, quiet place, which is kind of hard right now when everybody's at home. (laughs) So... Be thinking about that stuff. Be thinking about how you can be the change. Be thinking about your behavior. Taking responsibility. Feel the guilt and shame. But don't give yourself over to it. and Don't punish yourself for it. Just allow that to be the tool that shows you where we need to create the change, right? Where do we need to start to change the behavior? Where do we need to start to change the perceptions and the thought processes behind what we do and how we engage in the world? So I hope you guys have a really great week. We're probably going to have a little bit more time confined in our homes with one another. So take advantage of it. Do as many beautiful things as you possibly can. Enjoy this time and space. Enjoy the little things, all the simplicities. I'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. Until then.